I was involved in the Tawa Schools and Community Music Festival, which is a picture of it up there, where most of the children of all seven primary schools, the Intermediate School and Tawa College, along with lots of adults from the Tawa community, would come together in Wellington's major performance venue, the Michael Fallis Centre. Those of you that know Wellington will know the MFC for two nights of singing and dancing. There were probably, of performers, there were probably about 300 of us uh, performers. Um, these happened annually, uh, at the time anyway, and while an enormous amount of work, especially for my aunt, who was the director, uh, they were a great deal of fun and actually an opportunity to get performing and build confidence from, from a young age. And it is a real gift, and I take my hat off to anybody who can work with children and get them to work together and sing together. It's, it's a real gift. Each of these music festivals had a theme, and one year, 1989 to be precise, the theme was, you've guessed it, All at Sea, which meant that all the songs were nautical in nature and included some of these. And as I'm reading these songs out, you might want to think about other songs that you know that have a nautical theme. So Sail Away with Cat-like Tread, I'm a Silly Seagull. You know, as I was looking up the list of these songs a few days ago, I thought, I don't remember half of them, but 1989 was quite a while ago. Uh, Calypso, The Way to Build a Boat in the Navy, Drunken Sailor. I'm not sure about Drunken Sailor when you've got kids singing that, but there you go. Um, a Candle on the Water, because, you know, Elton, and, and other ones. And uh, you might think of your own songs. I didn't, uh, I could have done it this morning, actually, didn't go on Spotify to see if there's a playlist of sea songs, but I bet you there is. I might go home this afternoon and see if I can find that. Well, the gospel reading we have for today for Sea Sunday is not one actually where the disciples break into song and dance. They're afraid, they're very afraid. Now, bear in mind that the disciples were all seasoned fishermen. So they'd been out on the water lots. They knew what it was to go out in all kinds of weather. It does seem appropriate, doesn't it, that on Sea Sunday it should be raining. I, I think there's kind of apt, particularly when we're talking about a storm. Well, these disciples had experienced all kinds of storms. So for them to be afraid, this must have been a really big storm. This must have been one out of the box for them. Because we know that they were scared for their lives. We know that they were scared for their lives. And so what's Jesus doing in all of this? Well, he's asleep. He's sleeping on a cushion. You know, you know, some people are so laid back that they might as well be horizontal. Do we know people like that? Nothing ever phases them. They never get worried. They never panic. They go through life permanently relaxed. They never get stressed. They never have a trouble on their mind. My brother-in-law, Yvette's brother, is a bit like this. Kenneth, he's just, nothing faces him. Well, was Jesus just a bit like that? Was Jesus just a really, really chilled out guy? I mean, how could he stay asleep while the boat was rocking back and forth when it took on water, when it looked like it might break apart? And this, this would have been a, the kind of boat that might have done that. Several years ago, I was on a boat in Plymouth Harbour in Wellington with two friends. So there were three of us in a boat. This photo may not all be a resemblance to what we looked like then. 
It's probably worth saying up front that unlike some people here, I don't really like the water. Uh, my parents made us learn swimming. Parents always make their children do things. And so we had to do something like 100 lengths of a 50-metre pool, and then we could give up, and I did. I can swim if I had to, but I'd really rather not. So you can imagine my unbelievable excitement about being in a boat. There, there we were, three men in a boat. Our balance was slightly off, so we decided we'd shift our positions. One of my friends was a slightly heavier guy, a bit like the ballast. <laughs> so we decided that he should go down one end, and, and my other friend and I would go up the other end. So we kind of moved. The boat at this point is on the water, obviously, because that's where boats belong. And we moved to a different part of the boat, trying to shift the balance. And it was like this very badly performed dance. <laughs> and it didn't go very well. <laughs> Instead of steadying the boat, we actually made it worse. So bad that we tipped the boat over and ourselves into Plymouth Harbour. Down we went, swallowing much of it as we surfaced, losing, as I recall, my sunglasses to its watery depths and I think a jandal or two as well. The boat, which I think had righted itself at this point, is full of water, obviously, as are we. <laughs> and I knew enough that it's helpful in these situations to have a bucket in the boat so that if there's water in it, you can use the bucket to get the water out. Would well, you know where our bucket was? On the beach. Not terribly helpful to us at this precise point in time when we needed it. I don't know why we left it on the beach, but it was a bit useless to us there. We did try and empty the water out using our hands. I don't know whether you've ever tried to empty a bath using your hands. Uh, it doesn't really work. It, doesn't, it takes quite a long time. So we decided that um, in desperation or something, we alternately swam and pushed and pulled this boat back to the shore, thinking naturally good thoughts along the way and vouching to never, ever get into a boat with one another ever again. And we never have. <laughs> we are still friends, I should point that out, um, quite good friends, actually. I'm on my way to the priesthood, as you know. One's a lawyer and the other's moved to Australia. So make of that what you will and whether that event was the thing that set our life on the courses that it took. I can jest about it now, of course, but it would be fair to say that I was pretty scared at the time. There is something quite terrifying, actually, about heading into the water when you don't mean to and swallowing it as you try and breathe to get up to the surface. It was a terrifying experience, and I've resisted, although obviously have to occasionally, but resisted getting into boats thereafter, particularly small ones like that. Well, the disciples' fear was obviously much greater than mine. And sometimes our fears, whether we're on boats or on dry land, they can be pretty great as well. And our fears can keep us awake at night as our thoughts race around in our heads and we watch the clock minute by minute go as if the night is as long as it could possibly be. You know, the question Jesus asks the disciples is kind of crazy. Why are you afraid? That's what he says. Why are you afraid? He's in the same storm that they are. He's in the same boat on the same day with the same weather. 
but he's at peace, he's calm, he's not terrified, and he's still. He's still. Do you know what? I think one of the characteristics of fear is that it can feel and maybe even sound quite noisy. I think fear can feel and sound quite noisy, not unlike the sound of a boat breaking up in a storm as the wood starts to splinter and the mast starts to come down. Yet even in that noise, that deafening, life-threatening noise, is Jesus. And he's still. There's an old hymn, quite an old hymn. It's known as the Navy Hymn. That was one of the songs that we sang back in 1989. Hundreds of adults and children in one voice. Some who knew fear and some who were too young to know fear. Some who knew the stillness of the presence of Christ and some who didn't. The words are a bit old-fashioned now, but there's something in those words even so. And it's a good kind of prayer for those times when we feel we are in a very small boat and a very big sea. Eternal Father, strong to save, whose arm hath bound the restless wave, who bids the mighty ocean deep its own appointed limits keep. Oh, hear us when we cry to thee, like the disciples cried, for those in peril on the sea. O Christ, whose voice the waters heard and hushed their raging at thy word, who walked upon the foaming deep and calm amidst its rage did sleep, Oh, hear us when we cry to thee for those in peril on the sea. Most Holy Spirit, who did brood upon the chaos dark and rude and bid its angry tumult cease and give for wild confusion peace. Oh, hear us when we cry to thee for those in peril on the sea. Let me pray. Eternal Father, we pray that you would hear us as we cry to thee. Maybe we are the ones in peril or feeling like we are in peril this morning. Or there are those that are close to us, that are on our hearts, those that we cherish, that are in peril. We ask, Lord, that you'd hear our prayers for us and for them. And that in the middle of the storm, in our very small boat, we might find and know and love and be assured by the presence and the stillness of Christ. On this day and in every day. Amen.